waiver day here on the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. How is everybody doing? Hopefully you all had a wonderful Monday night, and hopefully it was full of Monday night delight instead of Monday night sadness and misery. Ed Burtzel, of course, no Jake, no Adam. This is the Tuesday Waiver Show. And of course, as just like last week, we are going to be going through all of the most important waiver ads that you should be making this week in your fantasy football league. So we're going to get to the waivers in just a minute. And of course, we will be covering uh, streaming defenses for anybody that is having a bit of a defensive issue. We will be covering that uh, later on in the show, uh, closer to the end. So um, before we get started here, I figure we would go through a couple of injury nuggets here. And let's start uh, with some injuries that took place on Sunday. And we'll start with Dalton Schultz of the Cowboys. Cowboys tight end suffered a PCL sprain and could miss anywhere between two and four weeks. There is some doubt, however, about whether or not he is actually going to miss time. There are people that believe that he could actually still play Monday night versus the Giants. It's probably best to go out and find a tight end to cover for Dalton Schultz. Um, The expectation for me, at least, is that I would not expect Dalton Schultz to play. Uh, And even if he does, I don't even know if he's someone that you really want want to have in your lineups anyway. So he probably... Uh, is better off on your benches and going out and finding a tight end to go ahead and cover for Dalton Schultz. And who are some of those names? We will get to that in just a minute. James Conner left Sunday's game against the Raiders with an ankle injury. The ankle injury, however, is not deemed to be serious, which is good news. James Conner goes up against the Rams this week. And if James Conner does not play, it is looking like Darrell Williams will, in fact, get the starting nod for the Cardinals. Trey Lance, of course, underwent uh, ankle surgery on Monday. It was a successful surgery, and he is expected now to miss the rest of the season. Gabe Davis, with the ankle injury, did not play Monday night. We will be talking about Monday Night Football as well shortly. Gabe Davis had the ankle injury happen in the first second, pra- first second snap practice on Saturday. He's day-to-day. At this moment in time, but it's always, of course, important to have an insurance policy in place. He is a 1 o'clock start on Sunday against the Dolphins. Uh, Tyron Davis-Price suffered a high ankle sprain, the rookie running back from the 49ers. He is expected to miss a couple of weeks, so good news for Jeff Wilson and good news for Jordan Mason, who is now going to see uh, a significant amount of opportunity now behind Jeff Wilson and... course have to talk about it it's also good news for Debo Samuel who could now see some more carries in the backfield for the 49ers and a little bit of a uh, a minor one here Uh, Tyler Croft same team the 49ers uh, has a knee injury a sprained MCL and he is expected to miss uh, a couple of weeks so let's go and let's talk about Monday Night Football shall we let's uh, let's start with the early game the Bills taking on the Tennessee Titans. My goodness gracious, Stefan Diggs. My goodness gracious. What a game. Caught 12, 14 targets, 148 yards, three touchdowns. We knew coming in that the matchup was going to be a bit soft, but he dominated the Titans secondary. He tied his career high with three touchdowns, Yes, the absence of Gabe Davis absolutely was a factor in in the high volume, I'm sure. 
but the soft coverage that Tennessee was was putting on him, I mean, they just didn't stand a chance. Diggs was just killing, killing them all night long. And he gets a pretty half-decent matchup against the Dolphins next week in Miami, a Dolphins team that just got torched by Rashad Bateman. So Stephon Diggs absolutely 100% deserves a spot in your lineups as a set-and-forget wide receiver one. Uh, Josh Allen, very good last night. Sort of uh, par for the course with Josh Allen. You're going to start him, set-forget, as the QB1 in fantasy football. Outside of that, there really wasn't too much to uh, write home about. Jake Kumaro got a little bit of, a, of an extended run with no Gabe Davis. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie was on the field. Um, a little bit. Jameson Crowder got some got some looks, but really this was the Stefan Diggs show. And if for any reason Gabe Davis is not ready uh, to go in Week Three, that only adds to the potential that Stefan Diggs has on a game to game basis. He's just an absolute monster. Uh, and Dawson Knox, Dawson Knox was okay. He got himself a nice little uh, end zone target. Uh, a better day for for Dawson Knox. Uh, he caught four of his five targets for 41 yards. Um, and, and really, you know, it's just kind of what you were drafting Dawson Knox to do. He's not a guy that's going to dominate, uh, any sort of volume or, you know, catch a ton of balls, but he's going to be solid enough. And if he gets you a touchdown, that's an added bonus and he has a great day. So, uh, he's basically a borderline tight end one at this point and continue playing him, uh, as such. The Titans. Man, oh man, oh man. This is just a bad situation, isn't it? Um, you know, there really isn't anybody on the Titans that you are looking to consistently start. I know there's Robert Woods there. I know Traylon Burks is there. It's Robert Woods, you know, it is it is what it is. You didn't draft him really too too early on. Same with Traylon Burks. You drafted Traylon Burks to the upside, and he'll probably get you some some upside. He's probably, you know, a flex play at this point, but the main point of focus here that I want to spend some time on is Derrick Henry and how how as a fantasy manager you can go about now addressing this Derrick Henry situation because Derrick Henry was out of the game in the third quarter and this is what we were afraid of, that the Titans are not going to be good and Derrick Henry gets pulled and is not a factor because of the lack of PPR upside that Derrick Henry has. And this is exactly what happened on Monday night. Now, the schedule gets better for Henry. He gets the Raiders in week three, then the Colts, and then Washington before his bye in week six. Then post-bye, not too bad. We'll go with the first three matchups, Indy, Houston, and Kansas City. Not terrible. The problem that I foresee, though, is just looking at the next three matchups, Vegas, Indy, and Washington. There is a good case to be made that Tennessee could be getting blown out by Las Vegas. It could be a close game versus Indianapolis because both offenses are just as hopeless, but Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry will be will be uh, nice. And then against Washington, there's a chance they get blown out there as well. So then what happens if they are just getting absolutely taken to the cleaners in in some of those games? Derrick Henry is a very, very interesting fantasy case right now because you can make a really good argument 
that because of the history of Derrick Henry, what, Her- what Derrick Henry has historically done for fantasy, he he has dominated fantasy for the last couple of seasons, and full credit to him. But now this Titans team is just bad. This is a bad team. And when you're not getting the opportunities to score, I know he scored last night, but when you're not getting the consistent opportunities to score and have those monster Derrick Henry games, it hurts him. It hurts him significantly. And you can make the case that Derrick Henry could either be the best buy low ever right now, which part of me believes, and then the other side is you don't want anything to do with him, which I also believe. So where are we at in terms of how are we going to view Derrick Henry for fantasy is a really fascinating case that we will, of course, unpack over the course of the next few weeks because that is, it's going to be fascinating. And I, I really, really hope that for Saturday's mailbag, if there's anybody that is listening to this that did make a trade or there's a trade, even if it's not you, even if it's in your league, and you have a Derrick Henry trade that you want to send in on the uh, for the mailbag, please send it in. I will guarantee 100% that trade gets read out because I am very interested to see what the price is right now for Derrick Henry, to see if there are people out there that are buying low or if there are people out there that are just looking to get rid of him and get something for him. It's a fascinating, fascinating, fascinating case right now with Derrick Henry. So please, anybody who has this you know information out there, Please send that, send those questions and those uh, comments, whatever, uh, into the mailbag because that will be right out on on uh, we're recording that on Thursday and then that'll be out on Saturday. So please, anybody who has that information, um, please send that in. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it if that even exists because there could be people that are holding on to Derrick Henry and I wouldn't blame them. I wouldn't blame them. You spent probably a top five pick on Derrick Henry, so I I, I wouldn't I wouldn't fault you for 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 holding on to him. All right, the next game, the Vikings and the Eagles. We'll start with the Vikings. It was just a down night all around. Kirk Cousins was hopeless on Monday Night Football, as he normally is. Uh, Dalvin Cook, it was a rough night for him at the office, but there is no reason to to panic. Only had six carries in the game, 10 touches overall. No reason to panic with, with Dalvin Cook. I, I'm, I'm pretty set on him still being a top-five option uh, moving forward. He's going to be fine just a bad 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 uh, defeat uh justin jefferson was really stymied all night by by darius slay darius slay really had him uh locked up pretty good caught six balls for uh, for 48 yards the good news with justin jefferson is that kirk is that he was the first read of kirk cousins so there is zero issue uh continue to play justin jefferson as a locked and loaded wide receiver one and he will be fine Adam Thielen, KJ Osborne, not the best night for either one of them. Uh, both are outside my top 36. I would not want to uh, want to be playing them. And then Irv Smith, five for 36 and a touchdown, the lone touchdown of the night for the Vikings. He, he's kind of in that Dawson Knox category that we just kind of we just talked about. If any of those guys are scoring, they're having a good night. Five for thirty-six, you know, in full point PPR, they'd be eight point six. Then you had the touchdown, 
you know, you're, it's a good night for Smith, but he's in that range of touchdown or bust tight ends. He got you the touchdown, and you had a good night if, if you started him. I think he's rostered in about 33% of ESPN leagues, and then on Yahoo, he is owned in 41. So he's a good stream. He's a good stream. I think he's got a good matchup. Uh, next week versus Detroit as well. They just allowed Logan Thomas to score on them. So Irv Smith could, could there is realistic possibility that Irv Smith could find the end zone again next week versus Detroit. All right, so let's go into the waiver wire ads. Let's do it. So, of course, if you did not tune in last week, here is how we, how, here's how we do it. We're just going to go position by position. I'm going to give you a couple of the best ads of the week. And then from there, we just go in to have a discussion. And then I'll give some, of course, some uh, some honorary mentions um, at the end. So let's start with the quarterback position. Uh, number three, I'm going with Jimmy Garoppolo of the San Francisco 49ers. He looked great. And the offense looked great uh, after the injury to Trey Lance. They get Denver on Monday night, so you get that sun, that's Sunday night, excuse me, uh, that Sunday night delight with Jimmy Garoppolo. I like him. I like him a whole lot, and, and, and like as terrible as this is to say, the whole offense seemingly gets a boost with Jimmy Garoppolo in there instead of Trey Lance, because Jimmy Garoppolo is a much more refined passer than, than Trey Lance is. Could the offense be more explosive, I guess, athletically with Trey Lance in there? Yeah, absolutely. I would. I think most people would say that Trey Lance is a better athlete than Jimmy Garoppolo, but Jimmy Garoppolo is a much more consistent quarterback. I think he'd be a much more consistent fantasy option as well. And in super, in super flex, 12-team, 14-team leagues, Jimmy Garoppolo is a perfect, perfect ad. I know in, in my super flex, I am throwing the bag to go and get Jimmy Garoppolo as a third quarterback. I think he is a perfect insurance option for those that need it, and my number three QB of the week, Jimmy Garoppolo. Number two, I'm going with Marcus Mariota, and this is crazy coming from me, but Marcus Mariota, we know what I like, and if you've been listening to this show long enough, you know that I like quarterbacks that have a nice, safe rushing floor, and that is what Marcus Mariota brings to the table. Not to mention, he has a fantastic matchup this week against Seattle, and if there are managers out there that are a little concerned about maybe maybe you have issues with Aaron Rodgers, maybe you have issues with Tom Brady, uh, maybe you have a Russell Wilson problem, then Marcus Mariota could be a really, really, really good streaming option this week when he takes on Seattle, mind you, in Seattle. So maybe that could deter you a little bit. It would not deter me at all. Uh, Marcus Mariota is a top 20 option for me this week at the quarterback position. And the number one ad of the week, Jared Goff. Now, who would have thought I would be saying that? That Jared Goff would be a must-have. But he is. He is at this point. And the Detroit Lions offense has looked so, so good back-to-back 30-point weeks. They get Minnesota next, who just got absolutely carved up by Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles. This is a prime, prime streaming opportunity. Not to mention, not to mention, for all that are curious, 
Amon Ross St. Brown is my wide receiver seven this week. I love him. I love him this week. So if you have to, if you're loving Amon Ross St. Brown, you have to love Jared Goff a little bit. And the matchup, the conditions are perfect for a great streaming opportunity with Jared Goff this week. I like him, my QB 15 uh, going into week three. And my number one QB ad on the week. And some of the other uh, honorable mentions that I that I have written down. Uh, Daniel Jones against the uh, Dallas Cowboys on Monday Night Football. I think that is still a, a, a worthwhile stream. Uh, I'm still going to go with Matt Ryan. I know it's like painful, but I'm going to go with Matt Ryan in Kansas City. I think that, that they're going to have to throw, I would think. It's just a matter of, you know, how much do you trust Matt Ryan? But... Uh, both Matt Ryan, Daniel Jones, Matt Ryan, my QB 23, Daniel Jones, my QB 24, and then Ryan Tannehill against Las Vegas. The conditions are good for for a potential streaming opportunity. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is my QB 20, so there it's a top 20 option, but still, it's it's pretty clear who my top three is. I'm loving, loving, loving the top three this week for anybody who has quarterback concerns. All right, so let's go to the running back position. Let's start with number three. Uh, I'm going to keep on saying it. I know I said it last week. I'm going to say it again. Uh, Brian Robinson, the running back for the Washington Commanders. He is going to be coming back very soon. He is still only rostered in 41% of leagues. So please, you can stash him on IR. Even if you can't, he's worth holding because you know he's going to get touches. He's worth the hold right now. Get Brian Robinson. Just do it. Get Brian Robinson. Stash him on your bench, especially if you are in need at the running back position. Especially if you are in need there. He's going to be someone that, at the very least, you could be looking at a James Robinson, Travis Etienne situation. And he could be in deep leagues, especially. He could be a, he could be a, a significant enough flex. But we don't know. We don't know what that what it's going to look like. He's a speculative ad, if nothing else. Number two, I am going with Darrell Williams. The only reason why he is not number one is there is some speculation out there that James Conner could, in fact, make make it versus the Los Angeles Rams. And if he does, then, of course, James Conner, you're going to plug him in. I just don't know how much significant work he's going to get. Um, but if he doesn't make it, then Darrell Williams automatically becomes the RB1 uh, for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, you know, Benjamin is going to be a factor as well, uh, definitely. Um, but I think who's going to get the more significant early down work? I think it's going to be Darrell Williams, and hence why he is my number two option this week on waivers. And then number one, we talked about him on the review show, Raheem Mostert. He is the number one ad this week. It's a light week for running backs, I will say. Um, but the fact is that Miami relied on, on, on Raheem Mostert more than they did Chase Edmonds. And that, to me, is telling. Now, am I going to be going and starting Raheem Mostert? No, definitely not. But much like Brian Robinson, it's a speculative ad. You hold him, and you wait, and you see what happens. I kind of think in a way, well, I don't kind of think in a way. I know for 100% fact, Chase Edmonds owners, you have to go get Raheem Mostert. You have to, plain and simple. But I kind of think, in a way, that Raheem Mostert could have standalone value. So he should be added in in your leagues. He 100% should be. Some other 
honorable mentions that could be added this week. Uh, Tyler Algier of the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, no Damian Williams. So Tyler Algier right now is he is the de facto number two running back behind Cordero Patterson. So he's a guy that if you're hoping that – I don't want to say hoping, but if you're thinking that maybe there could be an injury coming to Cordero Patterson – he is an injury to Cordero Patterson away from being the number one running back in Atlanta. So that in itself, especially in 12-14 team leagues, is worth the add. Uh, I'm going to keep saying it. Rashad White must add just in case anything happens to Leonard Fournette. You would want the number one running back in Tampa Bay, and that would be Rashad White if anything were to happen to Fournette. Uh, Kenny Gainwell, I think he's definitely worth the add. Not worth the play, but worth the add. Khalil Herbert... Worth the ad in case anything happens to David Montgomery, who did look relatively good against the Green Bay Packers Sunday night. Now let's go to the receivers. And you know who we're going to be talking about. I don't even need to say it, especially if you listen to the review show this week. But number three, Jacoby Myers of the New England Patriots had 13 catches in the win versus the Steelers targeted 13 times, excuse me, not 13 receptions. He caught, he caught nine of them, but 13 targets, nine catches. I guess, like I said on the, on the, on the review show, you have to use to talk about the offense and how bad it is. And you're just going to get targets. So I, I guess that that is what's happened. But Jacoby Myers, I would only say is an ad in PPR leagues. I don't know if he is necessarily the best ad in non and gets a half decent matchup. Uh, this week versus the Baltimore Ravens, who, by the way, in case you forgot, uh, just got carved up to the tune of 469 yards by Tua Tungavailoa, six touchdowns, two interceptions. Oh, and Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle both had two touchdowns apiece against them with over 100 yards. So, yeah, uh, Jacoby Myers could be a very interesting uh, flex play this week in PPR. I have Jacoby Myers as my wide receiver 40 this week. My number two ad, I'm going to go with Garrett Wilson. He is my number two ad only because of the amount of snaps that he played. He only was on the field for 43 snaps for the New York Jets. I want to see more from that. But is there any doubt that Garrett Wilson looks the part? No, there's no doubt about it. He looks the part. The problem that I just have with Garrett Wilson is I want to see what he does in a game where the Jets are not trailing by a significant amount. This was the coming out party for Garrett Wilson. No questions asked. He looked great. Continue to ride him in 12-14 team leagues where you have to start him. But in 10 team leagues, I am unsure that I am really willing to go crazy and drop a significant amount on Garrett Wilson. The fab implications are too risky and especially you have to this is this is an instance that for me I'm going to know my leagues, right? And I know especially in my home leagues from from New York that there are going to be a lot of Jets fans. And there're going to be Jets fans that are going to go crazy trying to roster Garrett Wilson. 70% of ESPN leagues he has already had, but he has only managed 
in 24% of Yahoo leagues. So Yahoo, he's going to be added like crazy this week. I'm completely, completely convinced. It's about knowing your league and knowing who you are playing with. If you know that you are going up against a Jets fan that needs a receiver and has deep pockets in terms of their fab, avoid Garrett Wilson because that Jets fan is going to go crazy to try and add Garrett Wilson. There are better options. I eh, I don't want to say better options. I want to say like options out there. Now, is the potential huge with Garrett Wilson? But is it greater than maybe the potential with Jacoby Myers? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely there is. But let's compare him, and I'll do a spoiler alert now. My number one waiver ad, Jahan Dotson. I think you can get Jahan Dotson at a much more reduced price than what a Jets fan is going to pay for Garrett Wilson. Jahan Dotson has done it two weeks in a row. The, I, the track record is there with Jahan Dotson. I'm not saying it's not with Garrett Wilson. I want to see him do it again. And I'm not going to be going out of my way to drop, I don't know, say 20, 25% of my budget on Garrett Wilson. I'm not doing it. I'm, I, I refuse. I categorically refuse to do it. Anything less than that, you could dab your speculative, your speculative little bids here and there. Sure. No problem, but I can guarantee you there's going to be someone that just goes buck wild for Garrett Wilson, and it's just not worth it, whereas Jahan Dotson, that is the guy that I would be going buck wild for. He continues to impress. He had another touchdown in week two. The rapport seems to be there with Carson Wentz, who, by the way, I did not mention him in the quarterback part because I know that he is rostered in a significant amount of leagues, but if Carson Wentz is available on your waiver wire, he has got to be the guy. I said it on the review show. I will re-emphasize it again. I would rather have Carson Wentz over Russell Wilson rest of season. Period. End of story. That is a drop that I would make if I have Russell Wilson. Just saying, I know it's just me. I know that is probably an unpopular opinion, but I'm riding with it. But with Jahan Dotson... (sighs) <sighs> he looks good. He looks really, really, really good. And the number that pops off to me is he has 14 yards per reception. That's the positive. The negative is the target share that he is getting. Dotson is only seeing five targets a game in each of the last two. Does he need potentially an injury to occur to one of Curtis Samuel or Terry McLaurin to really be sustainable? Yeah, probably. But then again, is it worthwhile to just make that ad because the touchdown upside that he has on a week-to-week basis? Yes, it's worth it. It is absolutely 100% worth it. And we've seen Jahan Dotson do it two weeks in a row. I want to see it again from Garrett Wilson before I'm going to go crazy and make him a must-have, must-start fantasy receiver. I actually have Jahan Dotson and and Garrett Wilson ranked back-to-back in my ranks. Uh, Jahan Dotson I have as my wide receiver 43. Garrett Wilson I have as my wide receiver 44 in full. And, you know, just for for housekeeping purposes, uh, I know he's not going to be available given he is rostered in 77 and 62% of leagues on ESPN and Yahoo, respectively. But Chris Alave, 
uh, please go get him. I want to see him rostered in 100 out of 100, 100% out of 100. Pretty pleased, and thank you. Um, so other receivers that you can go out and pick up, uh, Traylon Burks, Russell Gage, Josh Palmer. Josh Palmer, only if Keenan Allen does not play, we will have an injury update um, on Keenan Allen when we do the preview show on Wednesday, which will be out on Thursday. Um, Miko Hardman, I do I do like him a lot. MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, that's a fine one. Uh, Noah Brown, Noah Brown had a really, really nice game uh, for Dallas against the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, who got Cooper rushed, in case you didn't hear. Had 10, excuse me, no, I'm an idiot. Uh, had five catches for 91 yards, there we go. And a touchdown, finished as the wide receiver 14 on the week. A worthwhile ad if you are in a bit of wide receiver purgatory and could use some help at the position. Michael Gallup could return on Monday, but is not expected to see a full snap count. So there will be Noah Brown coming in and out, and he he looks he looks worth it right now to at least have as a speculative ad, if not a play in 14 team leagues or or better. Uh, in my ranks, I have Noah Brown as my wide receiver 61. So I'm not I'm not going crazy over Noah Brown, but if he's if you are in a bit of trouble and you're looking for a guy that maybe you know you are saying you know what have you done for me lately? Noah Brown has had five catches in first uh, in the first two games. So in PPR, it could be a nice little floor that you can uh, that you can lay your head on and know that you could be okay there. And by the way, Michael Gallup, if he's available in your in your leagues, go pick him up. Just just saying. Um, tight end. Again, it's just like it's, it's just so bad. It's so 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 bad. Um, the number three ad of the week. I'm gonna go for Evan Ingram, and target share increased this week. Had eight targets versus the Indianapolis Colts. He caught seven of them. Uh, he's someone to monitor. But am I going to be going ahead and starting him right away? Uh, no, not really. I don't want to, but again, if you're in tight end trouble and you need someone to go and potentially add and then start, he's worth it. Evan Ingram's my tight end 15 this week. Uh, number two for me, Hayden Hurst from the Cincinnati Bengals. And much like, uh, Evan Ingram, he had a really, really nice game against, against the Cowboys, uh, five catches, 24 yards, it really came down to the fact that Joe Burrow is looking his way. And if you're looking for a part in this offense that is worth going and getting, Hayden Hurst could be could be that guy. Now, he goes up against the New York Jets. So take it with a grain of salt. And the Bengals offense, there's just something with this offense right now that just doesn't look or feel right. So I don't know if that's something that you want to do, but for me... Uh, if I have the opportunity to invest in an elite offense, I'm going to go ahead and do it. And Hayden Hurst presents me with that opportunity. So that's why I would have him as my number two ad at the tight end position. And number one, this is my number one by a long shot, it's Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas is the guy uh, this week at the tight end position. Had five targets, five targets, excuse me, for three catches, 37 yards, and a touchdown versus the Detroit Lions. Gets a matchup next week with the Philadelphia Eagles, who just conceded a touchdown to Irv Smith. So that could be a nice streaming opportunity for those that have some issues. 
some other targets if you want to go out and explore this week. Uh, Mike Kosicki, Tyler Conklin, Robert Tunyon, Irv Smith, who we talked about before. And keep an eye out on Isaiah Likely. Keep an, keep an eye out on that. Uh, that could be... That could be one that could be a little bit interesting. Caught four, four of his five targets for 43 yards on Sunday versus the Dolphins. All right, so let's go into the streamer discussion. And who are some defenses that you could be streaming this week? Well, good for you. I have the answers to all of your questions. So um, my number one stream this week is the Philadelphia Eagles against the Washington Commanders. I have the Eagles as a top 12 play this week, so that is worthwhile. Next up, I have the Cowboys against the Giants. By the way, the Giants against the Cowboys, also a fine stream. I have no problem with that. I just prefer the Cowboys just because the Cowboys have the best defensive player in this game, and that is Michael Parsons, and you cannot tell me otherwise. I don't want to hear it. Maybe they have the best three defensive players in this game with Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, and Trayvon Diggs. Don't want to hear otherwise. Don't want to hear any of this crap about Kayvon Thibodeau. May not even play. I don't care. I don't care about you Giants fans. You're all awful. Awful, terrible people. Uh, just kidding. Let's keep listening to the show. I love you in that regard. But other than that, your football team choice is terrible. Um, and then the Kansas City Chiefs against the Indianapolis Colts. This is a very, very interesting opportunity. Because, yes, they're going up against Jonathan Taylor. But they're also going up against Matt Ryan, who has looked awful. So this is an opportunity for some turnover potential. That is really what I see here with going and getting the Kansas City Chiefs defense and having that as a potential streaming opportunity this week. Am I starting the Kansas City Chiefs? Kansas City Chiefs are my uh, 13th ranked defense this week. I'm not starting the Chiefs over the Cowboys. I'm not starting the Chiefs over the Eagles. I'm not starting the Chiefs over let's just see here who could be in on the streaming defense the browns if you picked if you picked up the browns and you've been riding the browns given the very very generous uh streaming schedule that they have this week um you're not dropping the browns for the chiefs don't do that um but say you say you had the packers last week because they were going up against the bears and now you need to flip the packers because of the packers going up against tom brady Chiefs are, are a good replacement. Chiefs are a good replacement for that. Um, say you had... Uh, let's just say who could be... Say you had the Colts. Say you had the Colts and you're completely done with the Colts. You just got absolutely torched by Jacksonville. Play the streaming game. Pick up the Chiefs. Pick up the Chiefs. That's worthwhile. That is completely understandable. And that is 100% worth doing. Um... Okay, I think that that is it. I think that's all that we have to do. I know these waiver shows are a bit shorter, but when it's a one-man crew, you can only kill so much time. We just get right down to business here on the waiver shows. So um, with that, thank you so much for listening to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Uh, Jake and I will be back tomorrow, uh, Wednesday. We will be recording the week three preview that'll be out on thursday and then of course uh thursday or friday we don't know yet when we are doing it uh, but we will be recording the mailbag so i think a safe assumption for everyone out there is to have your questions into the mailbag by thursday and we will have those ready to go and read out and of course like i said before 
if you have any Derrick Henry trades, send them in. I will personally guarantee to you right now that any Derrick Henry trade, uh, that any other grade, that any Derrick Henry grade the trades. There we go. That's what I was looking for. Any Derrick Henry grade the trades will be read out on the mailbag. 100%. So send those questions in. Send your start-sit decisions. Send your, send your league disputes. Let's bury people. I like that. We could definitely do that. I, I, I enjoy burying people. We can absolutely do that. Send in your uh, buy-or-sell questions. Grade the trade. Start-sit. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. The mailbag, the mailbag is dedicated to you. And we do the mailbag because it is by far and away the most popular show that we do. By far and away. And thank you very much for that. We will have more on the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show over the next couple of days. And of course, Mailbag Saturday is coming. We love you, Portland. So, I am Bert. Thank you so much for listening to the Week 3 Waiver Show. And we will catch you on Thursday. Jake and I will be previewing week three. Speak to you then. Bye-bye.